What's up, Brewerts listeners? I am here with my... What's a good adjective today? Don't, 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 don't. I want to come up with a good one. Uh, stupendous. We've definitely done it a few times, but I like it still. Stupendous. It's the most <laughs> stupendous podcast we're ever going to do. Ever. Because it's the last... I'm retiring the word stupendous after this episode. <laughs> so this is the most stupendous okay. podcast. So my stupendous co-host, Erica and Soundguy Ryan. Dun, dun, dun. Hi. Hey. We're in uh, Nashville, New Hampshire. We are. I like Nashville. Yeah, we haven't been here before. Well, I've been here before. I come here almost weekly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, same. <laughs> I have someone special in my life that Aww. lives in Nashville. Yeah, so. Your great aunt, twice removed? Yeah, my great aunt. <laughs> hey, Aunt Millie, what's up? <laughs> yeah, she's it. wonderful. She's twice removed <laughs> for the right reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're TikTok famous now. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was. We're trending. We, we got trending on TikTok for the right reason. Yeah. We shared a video. I think it's at like 150,000 views. It's ridiculous. I don't even understand how anything. And we can go live on it. So another avenue for four people to watch me drink a beer, sadly, in my bedroom. Yeah. Watch you chug a beer. (laughs) Yeah. Take a big gulp. Yeah. Oh, man. We almost (laughs) almost got in trouble for chugging a beer. What's your, we're here at Martha's Exchange and we're going to get into that episode, but what's your definition of chugging a beer? Is it like start to finish? Is that a chug or is a big glug a chug? Yeah, when chugging a beer is usually start to finish, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Matt's the only one who thinks it's. Fine. Yep. Kind <laughs> of with Ryan with us too. I got called out. Uh, I took a, a big slug of a beer and I was yeah. like, "That's not a chug," and made See? a creepy video. But it's a slug. It's not a chug. There you go. See, it's pretty much exactly what I said. Yeah. A big gulp is a big gulp. A chug is a chug. Yeah. Okay. My words. Minutia. We're here for the real. <laughs> we're, we're here for the real stuff. So we're here with Greg. Hello. You're the head brewer at, at Martha's Exchange. Yes. Well, that's a pretty cool title. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been in the industry for? I have been here uh, twenty plus years. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Late, yeah. September of two thousand and one. So, did you start here, or did you cut your teeth somewhere else? Uh, I learned at a uh, brew on premise in, in a place in Nashua in Credit Brew that used to do. Okay. Brew oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah yep. That was there for quite a bit of time. Yep. I uh, was there. I started that with the owner. I helped him run that place for five years, and then this job became available, and this is really more what I wanted to do, and here I am. Yeah. Very cool. So did you start bottom and work your way up, or did you come in as a brewer? Nope. came in as a brewer. Mm. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Team of one for, yeah. for a while. and <laughs> Never looked it. back. Yeah. So in 2001, no such thing as the New England style IPA. No. Uh, no fruited sours. Mm. Lactose-inspired fruited sours. <laughs> yeah. No kettle sours. Yeah, no kettle yeah, sours. There you go. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was fruited lambics back then, yeah. that was, you yeah. know, which took forever to make. And yeah. What were, were the local drinkers of Nashville, New Hampshire drinking when Martha's Exchange opened? Uh, well, the draft list back then was, you know, you had your, it was like the 90s brew pub scene. You had your mm-hmm. golden ale, you had your red ale, your brown ale, your porter, your stout. Sounds like a dream for us. You actually. had a wheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, you know, pale ale or IPA. You had one or the other on Yeah. You know, that's kind of how it was. And not too hoppy. It was, yeah, the the uh, IBU wars of the early 2000s <laughs> happened as I was getting into it. So yeah. I'm like... How much more you want me to put to bit of this beer? <laughs> How much? Yeah. How much? <laughs> um, so. so this was a. Did this open in two thousand one? Or nope. can you give us like a little bit of the history? Yeah. The well, the uh, the owners of this place have been around in this spot for a long time. Uh, the current owner, who has been running Martha's for over thirty years, um, started as his great aunt opened a candy shop, which we still have here. You guys walked by it when you came in, and that was just this little sliver of space and then uh, the current owner's parents took over and turned it into a luncheonette 
for decades, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, through the 80s. And then they had two sons who took it over from them, expanded it out into a full-service restaurant in the late 80s. And then in uh, 1993, they uh, decided, hey, this, this micro-brewing thing looked cool. And yeah. they said, let's put a brewery in. So they expanded out even farther and uh, put the brewery in in 1993. And we've been doing that since then, where the... Second oldest brew pub in the state uh, after the Portsmouth Brewery. Wow, nice. And, you know, the other big one up the road in Merrimack was here before that. Now, you're one of the few to remain because yep. in the 90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. there was a, a quite a big surge of, of brew pubs. Yep. Why is Martha still here today? Uh, good question. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a, a lot of people say it's an iconic spot. It's been here for a long time. It's an institution in Nashville. Yep. Yeah. You know, we, we have a great... Uh, Outside spot for the summer, which is huge. You know, tables out on the sidewalk, that brings a lot of people in that time of year, and people just know that we're always been here, and we just try to provide them with good service, good food, good beer, you know? Definitely. You don't often hear of a brewer staying in place for 25 years. Usually they'll hop around, open their own brewery, or if they're smart enough, maybe get out of the industry. I say that with a joke, (laughs) yeah, but um, what keeps you here? Uh, From the start, when I was interviewing... They said, you know, make make what you want as long as you make us a variety of beer. So I was able to kind of figure out what I was doing because I didn't have a ton of experience in a professional brewing situation. And I was able to do that back then when we had, you know, when I got here, it was 12 or 13 breweries in the whole state. And so I was able to call people who had a lot more experience and knowledge than me and say, how do I make this better? How do I make this better? And yeah. Who were you calling upon? Uh, back then, I was calling uh, Todd Mott, who was now up at Tributary. Oh, yeah. Used yeah. To go, I used to go see him on my off days and just talk and drink beer with him and learn stuff. He's the man. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I used to call uh, Paul Davis, rest his soul. Uh, if you don't remember him, he used to work at the Lucknow Brewery in New Hampshire in the 90s, and then he was down in Connecticut. And then he moved to a small brewery up in Effingham for a couple of years. Then he finished up at Stark Brewing up in Manchester. He died okay. last year of uh, complications of other things. Yeah. It was not COVID, okay. luckily. <laughs> but, yes. but anyway, I learned a lot from him. I got to know him before I got this job because he was the one who called me and said this job was available when it came up. I'd Very been cool. bugging him for a couple of years to hire me up at the Lucknow Brewery. Yeah. And he called me and said, hey, Martha's is looking for a brewer. You live down the road, why don't you go talk to him? I've been here ever since. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, yeah. <laughs> How do you um, stay relevant? I mean, you've been brewing at the same place for so long. Mm-hmm. How do you come up with new beers to stay relevant in the industry? That's a good question. If I look at the beer landscape right now, I don't know if I'm relevant. I feel like I'm the old dinosaur. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the old yeah. man yelling at the cloud. I right, feel right. Like, you know? <laughs> um, I, I just try to make beers I like. And even with the newer trends and styles that come out, I'll, I'll do my version of them that I want to do. You know, kind of like the beer we're drinking. Yeah, and this is the IPA you have on top currently? This is one of the, yeah, we got a couple IPAs. We try to cater to old school and new school a little bit. I'm not a massive fan of the new school as far Mm -hmm. as the sweeter, sweeter IPAs, so I make those the way I want to drink them, which is kind of what I do with everything I make. Yeah. And this is, beer we're drinking is kind of a bridge to that. We call it uh, Old Dogs, New Tricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is actually a collaboration we did with the Portsmouth Brewery on our 25th anniversary Oh, awesome. Year. And uh, being the two oldest in state, we, we got together with them and the brewer at the time there said, let's like let's make a beer with all Cascade in it. 
old nice. school. Yeah, nice. That is old school. <laughs> and I said, okay, but let's let's do like the new hopping techniques that we're seeing out there. So we basically took an old style recipe, you know, older style where it's, you know, but took out all the bitterness overall. All Cascade hops, which is a new and trendy and fruity and whatever. Yeah, it's got yeah. its old flavor. And then we hopped it like a, a New England IPA. So it's all all after after the heat and, and Chris brings out all these neat flavors of Cascade that we didn't see 20 years ago because yeah. nobody was doing that. Well, it's huh. really good. It's not super hazy either. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, no. it's, yeah, fresh, no, yeah, yeah. it's freshly tapped and it actually will drop bright. I mean, our serving tanks are old English <laughs> holding tanks. So it's, yeah. it's made to clear out. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, speaking of what your your tanks are, mm -hmm. um, are, you, are they ferment tanks that you have your tap lines on, or are you? We have you serving cake? tanks. Serving yeah. tanks. Serving yeah. tanks in our, our walk-in cooler in the basement, and uh, so we're, yeah, we're able to gravity feed from our fermentation tanks up here. Awesome. Yep. What's the uh, What's the system you're brewing on? We're brewing on a DME uh, seven barrel system. Okay. And it's a single infusion mash setup and direct fire kettle. So there it gets hot in here, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we are happy that we actually have the brewery sitting right in the restaurant because in the summer we get air conditioning where a lot of people oh, nice. don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially with that system with the uh, yep. the heat. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you have any flagships or is it something just you're brewing what you... Yeah, no, we don't. We rotate. I do probably maybe 35 or so different recipes throughout a calendar year approximately. And I rotate in stuff that, I've, that I like and I keep doing. Like this beer we're drinking, I'll do, you know, once to twice a year. But I'll rotate in other IPAs. That's the whole, you know, the new and what's what's different. Yeah. But even our our customer base is a, is a little bit older, I think, overall, and they, so it doesn't have to be something new every week. But it's mm -hmm. oh, we haven't seen that beer in six months. Oh yeah, yeah I remember that. That yeah. was good. Yeah. You know. Cool. And I'll come up with new stuff each year. We got a few things coming out in the next uh, week actually that we haven't done before, so it's neat. Yeah, and seasonally as well, I assume. Mm. Oh, I love brewing season. Yeah. yeah. Well, today, you know, we actually brewed our Oktoberfest. Oh, awesome. get out. So you're yeah. going to just awesome. lager the hell out of it? Yep. Yeah. 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 We double batch it. So we'll, we'll finish it up tomorrow. Uh, we're able to, we have one 15 barrel tank and all our serving tanks are seven barrels. So we'll double batch it and nice. it just sits in that one 15 barrel fermenter all summer long. We keep it lagering. <laughs> oh, love it. And it's fun for us as the brewers because we'll start once it's, you know, kind of got through its primary, secondary fermentation just once a week. You're ripping off the bright. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Once, once a week, awesome. we're like, all right, let's see how it is. And we're like, no, nope, not there yet. No. Nope. And we hit about July and we're like, there it is. Yeah. yeah. This is amazing. From one week to the next, you know when it hits. And, oh, that's cool. That's and we just wait cool. till September. We all, we wait till after Labor Day. We're not putting out Oktoberfest in August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't like to do the seasonal creep. Yeah. <laughs> Every year it seems like the pumpkin beers we see at like July. July. Like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. As soon as you see that shipyard, I'm like, what the yep. fuck? Why? <laughs> yeah, we put our pumpkin beer on in October. Amazing. Yeah. What? what a concept. This. this is so crazy. <laughs> uh, are you feeling, do you feel as though you educate beer drinkers here in this area? I feel like it's a very blue collar, working class city. Um, the macro reigns supreme. If you drive down the street, you see. Budweiser signs. Yeah, that, that, we try. I mean, it's one customer at a time. I can't talk to everybody, but we try to train the staff uh, pretty well. And, you know, that's hard, too, in this industry with rotation of, of staff. People, you know, it's young people getting on with their lives, and they, they stay for a while. So the ones who stay, we try to teach them, and they're good beer ambassadors for us when they're here and, and do the best we can. Yeah. Mm. So but You must have the people who come in and, like, I only drink Coors Light. I only drink Bud Light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. You have an offering for them, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, we always have, you know, that's the thing having the variety here. We always have a, uh, what I call, I always call it the uh, the gateway beer. Yeah. Yeah. But for even then, it's 
gateway, gateway beer I want to drink. So right now we're, uh, we have a German Pilsner on, which is really just for selfish reasons for me and my assistant. We double batch that last fall and we've had it on all winter. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll have a Kolsch on usually. Is that your shift beer? <laughs> the, uh, the Pils? Oh, yeah. And, and at home too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you can at all or no? It's just on tap, right? We do do canning. Oh, yep. awesome. Yeah, we get a little, you know, a little October a seamer. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's definitely labor intensive to yes. get it going on, but we do. <laughs> so people can buy, you know, mixed four packs or four packs to go, whatever. And Awesome. Go. Awesome. Being around in the industry for as long as you've been, mm-hmm. um, do you find yourself being kind of frustrated with the way beer's going or do you like the trend they've seen beer going um i i tried to i might have been frustrated earlier and as it's gone on I, it's like for me to get over it it's we're bringing more people who might not drink beer in the mm-hmm. industry what i what were your early frustrations i guess uh it's it's you know i old school young you know beer flavored beer yeah i've right. always felt <laughs> but you're getting people who might not think they like beer trying things that technically aren't quite as much beer as they they think they are but maybe that'll someday the their pals, pals change yeah that's why we talked about you know ibu wars of hop you know ipas 15 20 years right. ago now the ipa is not bitter and it's it's cloudy and it's fruity and sweet and it's different and who knows what's going to yeah. happen another 10 years right i feel so a lot of change i feel a lot of us start in the industry with like the fruited sour or, or something that's easy drinking and like approachable and then you kind of grow from there so yeah hopefully they start with something but then they learn to appreciate the the finer things <laughs> I've, I've seen all the differences though i've seen people come in and ask for like a coors light or something yeah yeah and then or, or you know what we don't we don't carry any anheuser-busch products sorry anheuser-busch people but um we've had people ask for like bud light we haven't carried bud light since i've been here which is good oh, yeah and that was not my doing that was the owner's doing but um They'll say the last four. Oh, we don't have that. We have our own beer on tap, and then they order like a stout. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, you know. How <laughs> you do, want a Bud Light, then you go for there? a stout. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it happen. I've seen it. Okay. All yep. Yeah. I, I, sure. I don't know if that's just like the stout is a familiar like. Oh, well, Guinness is a stout. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So right. like that's the next closest thing. I can see it, but then at the same time, it's just like, man, those are really like very different. I want a tomato <laughs> and I want a peach. It's like yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I want to get into the New Hampshire beer scene because I think it's actually one of the more, you know, prosperous beer scenes in the country right now. You guys are popping up different breweries every week, but we have a word from our sponsors. They keep the lights on, and uh, I love to queue up the sponsor machine, so sponsor machine. Take it away, sound guy, right? Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! local homebrew shop beer and wine hobby you can get everything you need to make beer wine cider cheese and more not sure where to start they have knowledgeable staff there to help beer and wine hobby is family owned and located in danvers massachusetts visit their website beer-wine.com and use our promo code brutes for 10 percent off your online order today
Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. All right, so we were talking about how the New Hampshire beer industry is growing, um, and I think a big part of that is is the New Hampshire Beer Week and events that are going on, because uh, it brings more visibility to other breweries. Um, what do you see your opinion on how the scene's growing? You were the second oldest brew pub in the in the state. Do you know what brewery number you were in the state? Um, Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was say, I think we were three at the time because uh, it was Anheuser-Busch was there since the Mar- yeah, 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 yeah. and then it was Portsmouth and us. Holy cow, so number yeah. three. Wow, yeah. yeah. Um, now it's, what is what do we what do we get the, from uh Oh, from what do you guys have, like 150? Yeah, something like that. Jeez, I don't even know it's that high. Last I heard it, we were about 100, but it's probably more than that. I thought it was Did 112. He? Okay, yeah, I, could, I think it was, yeah, yeah, could be stretching it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, five you, years ago, I think it was like 38. Yeah. So, That's amazing. huge. Yeah. That's a huge jump. How I can't keep up. No. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Um, being one of those breweries that are right over the border, mm-hmm. um, it's nice. You get that influx from Massachusetts. You get yeah. that influx from New Hampshire. But I feel like you guys are that local space. People know to come to Martha's mm-hmm. in Nashua. Um, what are you doing for New Hampshire Beer Week? Uh, this year, we've got a, a couple of beers we're doing. One is uh, I talked about uh, Paul Davis as a mentor before in uh, we, along with about a half a dozen other breweries in the state, have brewed one of his favorite styles based on one of his recipes is a um, German Munichellis. And uh, we'll be coming out with that this week. Uh, was that one. And then uh, talking about all the breweries that opened, you know, when we were the only guy on the, the area for a long time. And now you can walk to three other breweries from here if you park in one space. And so we started a couple of years ago brewing with our, our neighbor's down the street with um, Odd Fellows down the road oh, awesome. and Liquid Therapy. And now right around the corner, this place, Tailspinner, just opened yep. about a month yep. or so ago. So uh, once a year for Craft Beer Week, we've been brewing collaboration beers. Very cool. So we're doing, our, this is, it'll be the third or fourth year now, I think. And uh, this year what we did was uh, we all put a beer style into a hat that each of us would like to brew. We couldn't pick our own beer style. Yeah. So I, we picked somebody else's, somebody else. So we, we <laughs> what did you put <laughs> That's in? That's a challenge. <laughs> I put in a uh, Schwartz beer. It was one of the, mm, the idea was brew some, something that you would like to brew. It hasn't, doesn't have to do anything about making money or yeah, yeah. style yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I put in a Schwartz beer, which Liquid Therapy uh, brewed, and they'll have theirs on. I think there's on any day now. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. So the, yeah. And then what did you get? And then I got uh, the guy, the brewer at Tail Spinners. He put in uh, Imperial Corn Lager, which oh. is something I have never brewed. And I'm like, nice. Is that Dynamite. even a thing? I've so basically, heard of it. yeah. That's cool, though. It's not a thing. That's, yeah. I think, the idea. <laughs> That's so like it, people barrel aging Oktoberfest. Right. Like, that really right. a thing. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. So it basically, I just made a, you know, like a pre prohibition corn lager and I just made it big. That's awesome, though. Yeah. What's it hitting at? Very cool. It's uh, just under 9%. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> and yeah, we brewed it, you know, well, sometime in February. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I transferred it today and I'm going to start carbonated in the next day or so. That's it should awesome. be ready on Friday. Is it still uh, crushable? <laughs> 
it's pretty darn good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's super clean, and it's got That's that awesome. little bit of sweetness up top, yeah. and then it's got this you know German hop spice in the middle, and just finishes. Very cool. More. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. How do you approach beers that you've never brewed before, and especially with like these new styles that are coming out? You know, it's it's reading and research, and same thing, talking to other brewers who've done it before. Yeah. You know, oh, you've made this beer. That's that's the cool part about <laughs> the brewing community. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. You know, you go to breweries events or talking about New Hampshire craft beer. I'm part of that you know, New Hampshire Craft Brewers Association. Yeah. You go to their meetings, and everybody brings beer, and you just talk shop. Yeah. And you're like, oh, how'd you do this? And people are more than willing to tell you. Yeah. What's Love some, that about the industry. What's yeah. some of the best advice you've gotten? Uh, some of the best I got was, uh, remember one of my early years, I talked to a brewer from Massachusetts who'd been doing it for a while. And I said, you know, I, I'm still green. I'm still learning. He's like, learn, learn the system you got in your brewery. Know the ins and outs of that thing. Learn what has to, how it works. And just brew, brew. Everything, everything you can do as yeah. far as you can take that thing take it and that's yeah. what I, I took that's have you been brewing on the same system for 25 years yeah it's the only system we ever yeah. had yeah. yeah that was actually another little tidbit of history that's the first system that DME the brewing company the company ever sold in the US oh jeez oh, really? wow now you had no point you had no part in choosing that no I wasn't here for yeah, that yeah. that was before me yeah, yeah. if yeah. there's one thing about the brew house that you could change what would it be uh, I would like see those tanks were before I would like to have uh, some of the the chilling uh, equipment on the tanks um, so they have better. The, like the, the glycol built into it they have the glycol built in but there's only one zone I'll get technical and goofy on you nerdy yeah. but sure, there's only one it. zone <laughs> on the top so it cools from the top down you get a little churning of the warm and cold and it takes a little longer and it, gotcha. for beers you don't want hazy you take a little get a little hazy they just take a little more time and uh, racking arms, I don't have that. Other people, oh, just you know, rack off the top of the hops, leave the hops at the bottom. I can't do that. I got uh, to drop more out so I get more loss, stuff like that. Your efficiency's down a little bit. Efficiency's down a little bit for that. And um, I mean, I could go on. There's a few other things. <laughs> yeah. told, you know, yeah. I can only do single step infusion mashing with that, and where mm-hmm. I can't get as technical as I'd like. So you you would like to do decoction? I would love to do decoction yeah. for lagers. Yeah. 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 Yep, I can't. So right. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had brewers who swear by decoction, and then we have brewers who think it's a it's a fad. It's a fad. <laughs> What's your opinion? It's a fad. It's been around. No, for no, it's not a years. fad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, it's <laughs> like had, a, I think a the cliche term was, or something. Yeah, it's um, a sexy term to. You know, yeah. yeah. It's really not necessary anymore because it was made. It was you know it was a technique developed at the time when when malts weren't. Great. As well modified, yeah. And so you had to modify them yourself, and that's what the Decoct- German brewers did. Did you cocktail it? Now you don't have to. But a know, lot of people say it's a step because they did it. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I guess the way I look at it is uh, the people over at Notch Brewing. If you know them, yeah, that's who we're referring them. to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you ever had any of their beers, yeah, I think it works. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Amazingly yeah. good stuff. We yeah. were there this weekend, so yeah, we get that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I lived a little closer. I'd yeah. go there more often. But yeah. um, and, and, and same vein as like the the folks up in Schilling, like they're decocting. And, yep. They make great beer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just interesting, you know, when someone who brings that up, it's it seems like the old school mentality yeah. is is like it, it does make a difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is if, if I had the ability to do it and I did it and if I didn't notice a big difference, maybe I wouldn't do it anymore. But again, that's you'd say how do you stay relevant or right. keep enjoyed in doing this? Yeah. I've never been able to do it. I'd love to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just it, to see. Is there room for 
expansion or changing or without just like blow that everything up is. like the <laughs> ecosystem here like if you stop brewing here the front of house of like yeah, I don't think there's any room to go anywhere. Yeah, in this place. Yep. Yeah, every square inch of this place is filled. Used. Up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't. We don't even have a, a mill here. You know, we're old. We don't. Oh, we can't wow. mill our own grain. Yeah, yeah. Get it pre-milled. Uh, yeah, and I've looked to like where can we put a mill? Well, we can't put it here because then if we mill here, no, that's a boiler and we'll blow the place up. No. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's like oh, because you have to have like a specific room for milling. It has oh, to yeah. be like yeah. contained. Right. So yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> you mentioned collaborations. Mm -hmm. um, do you like collabs? I love doing it. You do? Well, why? I love seeing how another brewer thinks. Okay. And so I pick up things that I might not have done myself. I've done it yeah. forever. Yeah. And especially in their own breweries. And you go in their breweries and you like see another brew system. and like, oh, we should do That's something nice. like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. Do you have a favorite collab? This is one. I mean, yeah. this was originally, but... I can't think. I've done a bunch. I mean, our 25th anniversary year, I brewed. That was fun. I brewed with all the breweries from the 90s that were still in business. That's oh, really that's cool. super cool. I wanted to do a bunch of old school, so I did. How many were there? Which, one, which breweries I were there? I think there were seven and in, eight, including us. So there was uh, Elm City in Keene, New Hampshire, mm -hmm. and um, Flying Goose. Yep. Portsmouth. I uh, brewed with Stark up in Manchester. Yep. Brewed with Tuckerman's. Yep. Woodstock. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but I can't think. But that's about that yeah. sounds about right, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you have a dream collaboration? Uh, I'd love to go brew up with uh, Todd Mott again, up a mm. tributary. You should, yeah, just call him. He's I could, <laughs> I, I totally could. <laughs> just do it, do it. just do one. <laughs> Peer pressure. I, I, go, I go up there once in a while because my family lives in southern Maine, so it's like driving oh, cool. by. It's like, can we stop and see Todd? Yeah, yes, yes, you can, yes, you can. Um, so the New Hampshire beer scene, mm -hmm. um, before I think a lot of people use New Hampshire as a, uh, they use it as an interstate, yes, to go to Vermont. One place or, or the other. One place or another. Yeah. Um, now we have this great opportunity to stop it at, at other locations. Mm -hmm. um, the beer is good at most of the locations that we've gone to. Um, I think people in New Hampshire just take, a, not that I'm saying Massachusetts, mean don't take as much pride, but I think because for a long time, the reputation was is like, I don't know what. Who cares about who cares about New Hampshire beer? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people take pride in what they're putting out right now. Yeah. Do you agree or? Totally agree. Yeah. For that was that was the thing we've we've talked about in our uh, you know the craft beer association in New Hampshire. You know our neighbors to the east and west have the great reputation for great beer culture, and we're like, well, it's actually pretty good here. And it's that's part of part of the thing we've been trying to do is yeah. market to our own state. Yeah. People in our own state go, hey, you know what? You got now over a hundred places you can go to, and it doesn't have to be. You don't have to go get a Sam Adams or oh, beer from Maine or beer from Vermont. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. this stuff right in your own backyard now, and they're everywhere, which is great. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. New Hampshire beer drinker, you think they're more loyal to their their local place? They could be. Yeah, there's some who are. I mean, even the the younger drinkers you see now coming out mm -hmm. for the New England IPAs. Oh, I live ten minutes from this is my place. Yeah, yeah. which is great. Um, I think New Hampshire just moves a little slower, and that's not a dig. It's just no, we're, we're that's stuck. okay. We're stuck in our, we're, we're New England Yankees here, just yeah, like anywhere yeah. else in Northern New England. That's I'm the same way in certain things. You know, it's it'll stuck come in around. Your ways, but yep. you eventually come around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, what I have I been missing. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the beer scene here is certainly better than I'm sure at some places around the country where totally. they're limited by 
so some many pre-prohibition other, yeah. laws. Yeah. And I know yeah. New Hampshire is too. Like, mm-hmm. um, what are some laws that frustrate you? Um, well, the laws are getting better. I mean, for a while it was it was the availability of, of other beers from other states. Now mm-hmm. I don't care as much anymore as I've gotten older. I just it's not a big deal because you can find good. Like I can go find anything I want in the state and know it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. You know, at one time it was, or you know, can't get some imports here anymore. I mean, the last two years killed that with COVID getting a lot of imports. But I love I love some good Belgians and some some good Canadian beers like Unibrew. It's hard yeah. to find those yeah. anymore. Um, that's some of it, but things have changed. You know, I, I remember some years ago I did a collaboration. Jeez, uh, I can't remember the brewery, but they used to state used to tell us you had to tell us what was in the beer that made the beer, and I think I used, you know, barley and I used like five pounds of table sugar. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, the beer's ten percent. You can't use table sugar, and it's illegal. Wait, what? I'm like why? <laughs> They're like, well, anything over 6% can't have any other sugars or, or fruit sugars or anything to make it higher because you're just adding more alcohol. I'm like, well, 9.5% of the alcohol is barley. Half a percent is sugar. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's what the law says. It's an old law. That's, so stuff like oh that. Oh, my gosh. So over the last 10 years, wow. we've kind of gotten a lot of that yeah. stuff off the books. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So it's, kind of, it's just fun history to remember how yeah. it used to be. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about how it used to be, what was kind of the beer that got you into, you know, saying, like, I want to do this? Uh, Old Peculiar. I don't know if you remember Old Peculiar. I you can't get I it. Do. I don't, you can't get the You can't get the beer in the United States anymore. It's a, it's an English, I don't know, it might be an old ale, it might be an English strong brown ale. I don't know. I used to be able to get it in Massachusetts. Mm. In New Hampshire, it was about a 6% beer. Dark brown was just unbelievable. And then... You know, as time went on, just I, I, you know, I turned 21 right when the craft beer movement started in the early 90s. So, you know, Harpoon IPA, you know, Pete's Wicked Ale, that type of stuff. You're born at the right time, really. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, it's so funny. So many people bring up Pete's Wicked Ale. And we listened to an We did an episode a couple of weeks ago. And we asked, like, all the brewers who are in your age group say Pete's Wicked Ale. But nobody's tried to replicate that beer. No. <laughs> yeah. Was it actually, I guess my question is, was that beer actually good or is your memory of it good? Uh, well, it was good 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing about Palace Chaining, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like, would it be successful today? Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of those early, you know, 90s beers would be. You know, something like uh, Harpoon IPA is holding on, that's good, but their first beer was Harpoon Ale. Yeah. Right. It's like a pale ale. You haven't seen that in a long oh. time. No. Nope. Hey, that's a Todd Mott recipe, though. It kind of uh, goes the full Harpoon IPA. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yep. All right, so we got a lot more questions, but we have to keep the lights on, and uh, I will save Ryan from the sponsor machine. Thanks. You're, You're welcome. welcome. You're welcome. So uh, <laughs> we won't save the listeners from the sponsors because it's really good content, and you should listen. Check them out. Check them out. So take it away, sound guy, Ryan. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. 
There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. All right, so what is the future for Martha's Exchange? What do you, what do you see happening? Good question. I don't know. I'm just going to keep brewing and making fun stuff myself. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm getting older, too. I'm, I'm in my 50s now. Ooh, just turned 50 last year. Ouch. But I mean, the world's your oyster. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I thought for years, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm oh, getting brewer. Open your own brewery and do your own thing. Now you're like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just... I kept seeing the headaches that the owner here has to deal with. Right, all the crap. right. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to make beer. Yeah. I want to like do all the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. People. No. I, do en- I do enough of it here because he puts a lot on my shoulders for the brewery, which he's happy about. He doesn't have to think about it. But yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I want to. Don't need the extra stuff. No. <laughs> Sound guy Ryan, you look like you want to. You're chomping at the bits to ask a question, just like holding the mic. Yeah, I'm just holding the microphone. Oh. I think Ryan's <laughs> like just comfortable. got great personality here. I really, <laughs> you should talk more in this thing. I don't know what they're they, they're blocking you out. I know it's it's fine. <laughs> you put me on the spot. So usually, like, I'll have a fucking question, and then now I don't. This is great content. This is great content. Um, no, I'll, I'll think of a question. All right, Get, come back to me. We're gonna come back to Sound Guy Ryan, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, having this this retrospective, you know, as many years you've been here, mm-hmm. where do you see the craft beer movement going? Where do you see it? I think it's can gonna, it sustain. Uh, yeah, I totally think it can sustain. I remember, you know, when I was, you know, like I said, I, I started drinking good beer at the right time. I turned the right age at the right time, and I remember those days. It was like you know, craft beer or microbrew was yeah, microbrew. Yeah, you know, whatever it was, four or five percent of the total beer market in the United States. I'm like, oh, that'd be great if when I'm older it'll be like ten. <laughs> now I think it's like fifteen. We're yeah. like, oh, we did it. Yeah, you know, or, yeah. But the the amount of choice you get these days, it's amazing. Yeah, I used to go to a restaurant, and you're like, oh, you know, all the macro products. There are variations mm-hmm. of six or seven of them. And oh, yeah. and then it was Sam Adams. You get Sam Adams, right? Good. Yeah. Harpoon, maybe. Yeah. And Sam Adams, I'm going to give a shout out. They're still a great freaking brewery. Sam Adams does awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't care that, you know, a lot of people don't think so, but, you know, have a Sam Adams lager once in a while and you remember why you'll it's a that. It's a go-to. Yeah. If I see them on, I don't really know what else is on there. I'll go for a Sam Adams. Right. Yeah. Boston lager for sure. Yep. So, so yeah, I think that where it's going, it's it's going to keep finding new avenues. You know, new right now grow. it's New England IPA. Mm-hmm. And, and Are you fearful of the seltzers? <laughs> no, I think that's already going away. You do? Why? I've already heard little rumblings, read some things. Yeah. It's that's not gonna disappear. Okay. But, but you I think don't the- think it's gonna go much higher, I yeah. guess. But maybe I can be completely wrong. Yeah. I'm no expert I just on see seltzers. more and more breweries, craft breweries yep. doing it. I have talked to a couple of uh breweries in this state who did one and not gonna do it again. It didn't sell. Interesting. Apparently, well, draft seltzer wasn't a thing, but if you had a can of it, it worked. So that's why six or three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that actually yep. makes sense because the idea was that you could bring it to places. Like it's like a beach beer yep. or a beach drink, I should say, not yeah. beer. But yeah, you know. that's the thing for me. I'm again a classic. I'm a brewer. I yep. make beer. And don't mix water and sugar. Extract. It doesn't seem like you need that here, though. No, no. No, we we have seltzers for people who don't want beer. That's fine. Yeah. 
drink them. I, we take all kinds. I don't care. That's why we have a full liquor license. I was about to say, you have a full liquor license here, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. You so. know, I'd rather you come here and sit down and have something to eat and have a drink. And if you have one of my beers, that's even better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lucky you have the restaurant side and right. you have the, the, the bar side. And that helps keep the lights on. Right. No exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, but the whole industry as a whole, you, mm-hmm. you see seltzer sales going down for the... I think it will eventually. I mean... They, they tried to bring Zima back. That didn't work. And Zima really, to me, is the original seltzer. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, Dude, my God. That, like, bottle. I, I can't feel it in my hand how gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like it has some ridges on it. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Give give Coors the uh, innovation award for doing it. Yeah. And they were just a, yeah. kind of ahead of their time. But I don't know. Yeah. You know? It's, you know, now there's, what? I think there's one that's, like, flat alcohol water stuff out there. It's not. Oh, they're doing, like, the hopped tea. Hop tea, okay. yeah, there's yeah. obviously non-alcoholic Yeah, yeah, NA is a big thing. Any, yep. any interest in doing any NA stuff here? Uh, I don't really have the ability to do it. Again, with systems. Yeah, it's a weird, I don't um, know how you would do that on a normal system. But. And I, I don't have personal interest, so I don't know if I'd be able to make one that I would be proud of and think would be good enough, because I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. some, you know, down the line if there's enough interest, but I haven't heard one interest in it yet. So now you've said a couple times, like, uh, beer that you want to drink. Yeah. So what are your styles? What do you gravitate towards, and how do you make it your mm. spin? What's your beer? You know what? Sometimes it's just trying to make a classic style as classic okay. as possible. Right now, I've, I've been in a, a lager kick for a number of years. Mm, us, so, too. us, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I love, you know, I'm almost out of my lager season because the way we, our system works, I can't do lagers in the summer. I'm kind of like the old Germans. I can't. Yeah, that's can't, pretty cool. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the, the chilling equipment to chill down yeah. the beer to the right temp once it gets warm. So that's why we did Oktoberfest today. And I'm going to do a summer Bach in another week or so. Awesome. And then that's about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, until the fall. Yeah. But uh, I like doing that. I like having fun with. You know, making that corn lager I'd never made before. Right. I'm like, right. well, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do to make it. I know I'm doing a That's mess of right. corn. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I want it to be this and this and this. All right, let's make it. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. You know? So clean classic styles are kind of Overall, your yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not... I'm not going to do a, a fruited sour that's chunky in the glass because oh, I darn. think you kind of, to me, I guess you kind of lose the beer part of it. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. So, you know, we have a kettle sour on and it's, it's blueberry and lemon, but it's actually a pretty clear beer and that's just because nice. we didn't want it to gum up our works. So right. I'd, yeah. I'd rather, literally, I'd right? You see it and it still has yeah. the beer behind it. I like, I like a balance of flavors. You like want this. a beer with flavor, yeah. kind of. So yeah. true to style or do you hate that term? No, I'm okay with that. I mean, some of them I want to be as true to style as possible. Other times, it's and it's just everybody has their own creative slant. You know, there's thousands of yeah. Does everyone have their own ter- interpretation of true to style though? Too. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, totally. Sound guy Ryan, did we give you enough time to? I mean, I'll, I'll ask an oldie but a goodie. Uh, oldie but yes. a goodie. Yeah, oldie but a goodie. Uh, what do you want to learn more about? Mm, that's a good question. Is right. That's why it's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, this is what we call deflecting to think about it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> no, I just want to keep. keep I'm, I've been doing it for 20 years, and I'm still learning stuff. You know, I actually just went and took my first official brewing course last fall. Dang! Never took Congrats! One. It was all yeah. <laughs> I, I got a scholarship through the Master Brewers Association. Awesome. I've been a part of. Because I've never had any, you know, actual book learning school. Yeah. It's yeah. all 
Hands-on and practical. Hands-on and practical, talking to other brewers, going to master brewers meetings, which used to have lectures and conferences and learning yep. stuff. Yep. And I'm like, well, I've never done this. Let's see. And then it turned out I knew a lot more than I thought I knew, which is good, That's but awesome. I learned a hell of a lot more. Right. So I want to keep learning about just the intricacies of brewing and, and be, make a better glass of beer tomorrow than I did today. Do you think that Love it. education is missing in a lot of breweries that are opening today? Uh, I think it has in some ways. It depends on the place. There's some brewers that, you know, I w- it was tough to see, even though I did it too. I was a home brewer who turned professional. Right, but I right. learned from professionals first, and there were so many brewers who, no, yeah, I, you know, they, my family and my friends, they love my home brew. I'm yeah. opening this brewery. I'm like, man, I wish I had deep pockets so I could say that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I've had some brewers, come, some brewers, people opening brewery come in and ask me to consult or whatever and what's your what's your advice I hired somebody who knows what they're doing in the brewery yeah. well I, I'm going to be the brewer okay yeah good luck you know and, and luckily some places have done great and I'm yeah. glad you know yeah. and, and there's other places where I've heard, seen that and they've come out of the gate smashing it and it's been awesome so it's mm-hmm. good I'd, I'd rather especially now with so many breweries you get to come out of the gate with good beer you can't learn your way through for six months to a year like I agree. You know, Unfortunately, that's just truly, the way it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's unfo- Sometimes I think the beer drinker today is, is obviously it's smarter. Too, but too smart for right. the riches. Smart enough to be a critic, though, too, which is yeah. always sometimes yeah. not the, the Well, best social thing. media and the way yeah. the world is now, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, they just opened. The beer was crap. Well, they just opened. They're just learning their system. Yeah. yeah. You know? But you can do that as a person, and so it's yeah. it's tough. It's a well in the '90s, early 2000s. I mean, when someone opened a brewery, it's like, is that even legal to do? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like, in some states, it right, wasn't. Right, right, right. right, so, right. So. But there was the, there was some ooh, some sketchy beers by in I'm the sure. '90s too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yep. So we want to get our listeners yep. to Martha's Exchange. Where are you physically located, and where can we find you on the internet? We are at 185 Main Street in downtown Nashua. And uh, on Facebook, it's, you know, Martha's Exchange Restaurant and Brewing Company. And I think Instagram, it's the same thing. Martha's-exchange.com is the website. It's a dash uh, underscore. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Just look it up on Google. Yeah, you'll find it. It's honestly pretty easy to find. It's kind of right in the main drag. Yeah, it is. And you can get food. You can get a variety of drinks, not just beer. Yep. And candy. Candy. You still have candy oh, here. Candy. So. Yeah, I forgot about the candy. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, Greg, thanks for doing this today. Oh, this has been great. Yeah, awesome. I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, guys. perfect. But That's it's always, the goal. Yeah, it's always cool <laughs> to kind of get um, that global perspective. You've been in the industry for a while, so it's, a lot of times we talk to newer brewers, and mm. you know they, they know as far back as you know, right out of college, which might have been ten years ago, five years ago, so on and so forth. So. Thank you for educating us and our listeners. This You're week. welcome. Hopefully yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Come come see us. Come have a beer. Yeah. Will do. Absolutely. All right. So Brewers listeners, we have a bunch of cool episodes coming up later this month and in May. So dun, dun, dun. look out on our social media at Brewroots on everything to find out who's coming up next and even drop us a DM to who you'd like to see because guess what? The internet works and we can do some... Uh, if you want someone, we'll get them on. Well, well, well except for... Well, yeah. Except for... <laughs> oh, we're going to try real hard. <laughs> There's some... We will not name the brewery, but there are some breweries who do not do podcasts. We've tried. We've tried. Promise. We love you all. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. (laughs) 